It's insanity, Chris. What kind of world do we live in? I don't know. I think we're going to find a little bit more about the world that we live in when we start talking about Spider-Man. Oh, Lord. (laughs) A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And we know you're here for that Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. We know it. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I know it. You know it. Everyone's listening for that for our, our breakdown of this trailer, Mike. It's gonna be right, sure. it's gonna be the talk of the week. Uh, at least until, the, the, all right. until next week. Uh, also, people probably want to know about this Joss Whedon Batgirl movie that was announced. Kind mm-hmm. of that. I want to know about it. Yeah, that was that was out of nowhere. Uh, we've got some Marvel Cinematic Universe news arriving in this week uh, due mm-hmm. to CinemaCon and, and more. So, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I I just don't have the energy this week to record <laughs> to, yeah, to be out there, a, Mike. You have gone through some. Uh, through some turmoil this week for sure and it started very at the beginning was it monday i think is when the is when the incident happened as they as they might refer to it in a marvel netflix show the incident uh do you, do you mean uh my the, with the drone yeah because that was thursday the drone, man oh man it seemed like it happened at the beginning yeah. of the week but that's bad news it was bad news so i woke up um thursday morning to go to work and someone had broken into my car and in the back of it mind you the the trunk area and taken the drone my drone out and smashed it to to pieces and just left it in the front of my door man this is like some (laughs) godfather level stuff here that's like putting the severed horse head in your bed that's exactly what i said yep (laughs) they wanted to give they didn't want to just steal like it doesn't even make sense they could have stole that drone how much was that drone worth how Uh, much could they have sold that on ebay for probably fifteen hundred dollars or so probably yeah so they're they're either dumb and maybe just didn't understand but i would think if they're dumb they'd think it's even maybe worth more or something i don't know but someone out there has something some sort of axe to grind against you man that is dark it was it was it was very like it was very disturbing and i still have like the the carcass if you will in the house because insurance purposes just in case yeah Uh, but like it's just like i don't know it's it's not so much that they broke the thing because they obviously just broke it uh, they they removed the battery because if they'd hit the battery, it would have exploded in their face, which would have been <laughs> sweet justice. Um, but they beat it to hell, took like the cameras off, they snapped the antennas off the controller and all that stuff, and um, they just, uh, I mean, they, I don't know, I have no idea what happened, like why someone would break it and not like go try to pawn it off or something like that. Yeah, well, it, it was interesting. You brought up a good point when I saw you talking about it on social media. Is like you said, you don't really fly it that much, I mm-hmm. guess, around your house. And the last time you did was a long time ago. So it's not like you were bugging anybody with it, you know? So I don't know, man. I think I feel like it's a personal matter. I feel like you got like a you got like an arch nemesis out there. Like I'm just trying to make the situation lighthearted, but man, that's that's dark. Yeah, it's pretty weird. So uh, here in in this part of the country is spring break for kids, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure some kids just got into it, my car and mm-hmm. saw it and smashed it because they didn't take anything else. Nothing else was touched in my car. Uh, yeah, maybe not the tripods. Nothing. I mean, 
I, all my all my work I do with the drone is also in Kentucky, and I don't know. Like, it's just weird. It's it's very unsettling, because my wife said that she heard the doorbell ring in the middle of the night, and she has dreams like that sometimes. So I didn't even think anything of it until I opened the door, and I'm oh, like, oh man. So they obviously did this and rang the doorbell and then ran off. So it was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, man, like, that's that sucks. Well. I, I'm sure this goes without saying, but I'm sure you have learned your lesson of leaving uh, drones and trunks. <laughs> but yeah. I think that one that goes unsaid. I'll tell you what, <laughs> any other day it wouldn't have been in there, but I forgot it the day before. So I ah, put it in it. my car to take to work the next day. Uh, isn't that, that's always, that's always how it is. See, like, uh, I don't want to say like I learned my lesson early on, but I, in my neighborhood growing up, we did have some smash and grabbers. Uh, that were more than likely kids or just like uh, dumb teenagers uh, that needed like drug money or something like that. But yeah, kids just go around smashing car windows, just grabbing stuff out of there. Back in the day in high school, it was like it was like those big wallets of CDs. Like, oh no, someone stole all my CDs. It's like it's not really a problem anymore. But yeah, my my car is basically just filled with like trash now. So <laughs> no one wants to steal the trash. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, but I do have to give props to Progressive. Uh, we have renter's insurance, and they covered it. Um, and, oh, nice. And it was probably the easiest. Like, it was a 10-minute phone call, and they're like, as soon as we've confirmed with the police that, you know, that you know that this is a, a case, you know, we will get the check out to you this week, probably good, tomorrow. Good on, good on them. I was half expecting a story saying, like, oh, well, it was in your car, not necessarily in the house, so we're not going to cover it. So good on them. I feel like they. I'm glad they didn't give you the runaround. Yeah, no, uh, if, that's the second time I've had to deal with progressive insurance-wise in the past month or so. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, both times it's been awfully easy, like scarily easily. So I, I just I got to give them some props for that. So um, they're going to cut me a check and send it out, and hopefully I can – Maybe get one for work and then use this money to buy, maybe buy a cheaper one for personal use. So, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Mike. Well, that, that's awesome. Man. I know. What's been up with you? You've been, you've been, you, you are trying to step into the all digital realm as we all know this, and, <laughs> but you haven't bought an Apple TV or any big digital system yet. What What's your steps? What's your steps on this, well, man? Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking at getting a Roku, uh, mainly so I can uh, f- finish streaming all of these cartoons that I've been watching up in this household. Uh, I just finished watching all of the animated uh, Justice League stuff out there. So I guess I started with uh, Young Justice, and then I went, I looped back around and I watched the original Justice League, and then I watched Justice League Unlimited. And so I thought I'd reach out and tell everybody that I finally finished watching it. Uh, a super fan, Jim, reached out to me, and he sent uh, a picture picture that he uh, got with uh, I guess the voice actor for Robin I guess this would probably be the original uh, Robin uh, that that goes around I think sometimes like it might be like the Teen Titans Robin maybe I'm not 100% sure but his name was uh, Lauren Lester uh, so I guess Jim got to meet him. He was pretty excited. So I told Jim like, Hey, I finished uh, justice league. I'm going to be moving on to Batman, the animated series mm-hmm. soon. So thought I'd let everybody know the justice league cartoon was, uh, really fun. Uh, it was a good watch. Uh, uh, the, I think the original justice league cartoon was a little bit more 
engaging because every episode is like a two-parter which is really really cool so you're almost getting like a mini justice league movie every two episodes so they really like have these like awesome like character arcs and story arcs that go through there and then sometimes in their like season finales you get like three parters maybe even a four-parter but um it was it was a fun time so i'm gonna go back even farther and watch uh, some uh, animated batman the original series and Whoa. then maybe by the time i'm done watching all that the uh new season of young justice will be out so yes i've been digesting a lot of awesome uh dc content it is out there just in animated form right now maybe they'll change pace and maybe it'll go a different way but uh yeah it was good and you can catch all that stuff on netflix and i think batman the animated series is still on uh, amazon streaming so it's all out there streaming for you guys so i'd go i'd go watch it so I guess my question is for people out there: If Mike is giving up the the Chromecast, is what I I'm oh doing. yeah that man the Chromecast it's a nice piece of hardware like if you just need if you just need to get access to a TV with uh, with your app you just want to throw something something on there you can throw it in like a briefcase or whatever but it's just not a good I think what techies called daily drivers if you just re- gonna rely on it every night it's just it's just too finicky so I'm just gonna get something hard like hardwired like uh, Roku wise that I don't have to deal with like app syncing and like just they're gonna give me like a physical remote so you know sometimes we talk about our, our digital media consumption on this podcast so I'm just gonna do it old school Roku style not not a whole lot of flash there i think it's like a 20 dollar, 25 dollar product but that's what that's what's going on in the royer household now i i was looking at roku's um a couple weeks ago to get a 4k one for the tv i have um mm-hmm. because the apple tv does not output 4k but i also saw that the remotes you can pull like headphones into the remotes and listen to the the audio that way Ooh, uh, that's a good idea. Is that is that something like yeah, your household would benefit from? Ooh, that could possibly be something we benefit from. So I'll have to keep that in mind. But that sounds huh. that sounds like a cool nifty feature that I ain't getting from Chromecast. So all right, <laughs> yeah, nope, <laughs> not at all. Uh, other than that, Mike, I ain't got much else this week. Uh, I've been playing some Rock Band and some stuff, but just to kind of free my mind from everything that's going on this week. So um, I guess we're going to jump into the news. And uh, this was... this that's, was a, that is, that, that's what we're here for. It is true. Well, the thing is with the news, uh, the, my week started off pretty rough, Mike, because we got into a little bit of a tiff over this next trailer. <laughs> and we don't see eye to eye on it, but that's okay. I still respect you and, 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 and what you think, and even if it's not the same as me. So the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer dropped. The second mm-hmm. one, and um, it th- there's been some talk about it, and and I think the content for me is there. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I'm looking forward to the movie. Mike, did you ever finish it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not finish this trailer out of principle, and I am blaming Sony Pictures uh, because they're the only uncommon denominator here. All of the past Marvel trailers in the past have been great. Even up to like the third trailer, you, you could watch it and basically get everything you want out of it without getting spoiled in any way. I can't speak for the TV spots because I feel like that's kind of like uh, the last couple feet to the finish line and they just throw at you whatever they can. So not in counting TV spots. I've never been spoiled. So I'm just going to assume Sony Pictures is the one that's in charge of putting these uh, trailers together. And this second trailer just uh, spoiled too much for me. Now, I'm now when I say spoil, I'm not going to necessarily say they revealed the ending or they showed like a twist 
or something like that. Or maybe, I don't even want to say they necessarily even went as far as like maybe showing Doomsday in like the Batman vs. Superman trailer, which probably could have been left unseen until you actually got to the movie maybe. But what they did in this trailer is they just totally blew the, the wind out of the sails of a very cool scene that we'd seen in the trailers before. And um, up until the minute and 34 uh, second mark is as far as I made it. So basically, uh, the scene where uh, Spider-Man is holding that fairy together from peeling apart was a very big deal in the first trailer because a lot of people were comparing it to the uh, the train scene in Amazing Spider-Man 2 when he was trying to save the train when Doc Ock was basically trying to derail it or fly it off the rail, however you want to spin it. Uh, so this was kind of like upping the stakes. We were just like, wow, this is a new Spider-Man movie. We got our new Spider-Man. He's, he's holding together this giant fairy uh, you know, and then you don't know what's going to happen. You're like, oh, how is he going to put this back together? How is he going to save all these people? And then in this second trailer, they just like, oh, it's Iron Man. Yep, that you don't have to worry about the tension in that scene at all. Tony's going to come in and he's going to help push that fairy back together and save the day. And that's not even all of it. They even kind of showed the whole story of how it builds up to that scene in general in the trailer. And it was just too much. And I thought maybe just to like, just to make myself feel better and maybe not make me feel so crazy is I'm just going to go ahead and describe to you guys what I think is going to happen in that kind of scene in the movie. And then if that's actually what happens in the theater, we know that they showed us way too much in the trailer. So basically in the trailer, Peter's just like, Oh, Tony, there's these people with some guns and like, uh, they're going to be selling them and I want to go stop them. And Tony's just like, no, 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 let the big kids do it. We'll take care of it. And then obviously, uh, Peter doesn't, he doesn't uh, follow Tony's orders. He goes out there. He beats some guys up on the harbor. He goes out to the ferry because it's just been attacked, and he tries to put it together. And then Iron Man comes to save the day. And then they even show what happens after that scene of Tony getting mad at him, saying, like, hey, you shouldn't have been doing that. You need to give me that suit back if you basically if you don't have a great responsibility. You can't have this great power, so on and so on. So it's just like they just took the whole – they took this whole scene. I'm not saying it's a whole act. But I think that's a good like 15 to 20 minutes of the movie that I just know what's going to happen. And like you told me while we were arguing it earlier this week, I, it doesn't ruin the movie. You know, there's still plenty of movie there, but it just sucks knowing that when that scene starts rolling in the theater here in a couple weeks that I'm just going to be like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen. Let's just get this awesome scene over with that maybe could have been cooler if I didn't know it all already. So that's, that's why I'm upset. That's how I think things are going to play out in the theater and i just wish sony would have realized that they were gonna make a billion dollars off this movie without just shoving all of this in that trailer so i mean i don't know exactly what happens after that moment in the trailer because out of principle i stopped watching but i liked some of the other intricacies at the beginning of it you we kind of got to see the ganky character i don't remember what his actual name is in the, in the i think it's now. ned 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 yeah, leads. we got to see him. We got to see him put on the Spider-Man mask. That was kind of fun. There's just some kind of uh, other uh, Spider-Man uh, action scenes where he's kind of swinging on the webs. You know that all that's all that stuff was fine. But like, why why give away the whole trailer? Why give away the whole fairy scene? That's all I'm trying to figure out. Why give it away? They gave it away. It makes me mad, Chris. I'm done ranting. <laughs> well, so to me, I I had a great time in this trailer. I don't think it doesn't bother me one bit because I think there's more to this than. Then we're seeing right here at the end of it, at the beginning, or in this whole little scene. I think there's more to this scene than we, than we know. And I mean, yeah, you've 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 strung some stuff together, but 
I, I think it's going to be okay. Um, I, I, I still assume this first act material in my book. Uh, I don't think that's like the turning point of the movie. I still think it's first act kind of stuff. Um, because again, there's a big, there's something they have, they somehow have to get to Washington DC for this trailer or, you know, in this movie because we've seen that and so on and so forth. Uh, but what I did, a lot of people I've seen, some people's, I, I think is cool. Other people's, the spider tracker on his chest, Mike, did you get to that part? Well, uh, yeah, I got to it because in this whole world of putting trailers up like on Facebook, they showed that in like the first like three seconds of the trailer because mm. they got to get you into it so you don't just scroll past it. So, yeah, they they pretty much showed that right at the beginning. Okay. So I got to see that. So the spider tracker being the thing on his chest, I think is kind of nifty. Uh, I don't know what purpose it does or, or if he even knows what it does. What it's going out doing um, is definitely interesting. So... I think that was a, a different way to take the spider tracker like stuff on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I thought that was really cool. So see how how much more tech does this suit have that we don't know about really, or he doesn't yeah. know about. One thing I would like to see is, um, you know, Tony giving him this suit does just solve this problem that I've had in the Spider-Man universe forever of just how to how does a kid in high school, even if he's really smart, make a really awesome superhero suit. So it's kind of cool that, you know, Tony makes it for him. But I would kind of like to see Peter maybe tinker with it and kind of make it his own, you know, kind of when you like buy like an Android phone and like you root it and you make changes to it. You know, I would kind of like to make him see like custom changes to it. So it just doesn't seem like a kid who basically just gets a free gift and just runs with it. So I'd like to see him be really smart and make some uh, additions and some tweaks to it and i think that could be pretty cool mm-hmm. there is a, a clip in this uh with peter and ned uh working on some sort of tech it looks like you know like mm-hmm. they're soldering or building something i don't know if that's the, an old suit or new suit or i think there's going to be a third one i think there's a third one we haven't seen yet um that'll kind of come into play later because he's, he's fighting someone who flies uh, and Spider-Man doesn't fly, um, as we know. So I think there's something else we're going to get in here. I don't think it's the Iron Spider-Man suit just yet. Uh, like, a lot of people have wanted for ever and ever and ever. I don't think we're going to get that far, but, yeah. Uh, another thing I really like is th- we don't know the Vulture, but we know he's a blue-collar worker in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and his uh, his business was put, like, he cleans up after superhero battles, and I uh, and I think the incident or um, or Tony Stark puts him out of business with something called Damage Control, uh, which Damage Control is the rumored is a rumored TV series that ABC and Marvel are kind of like pondering over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll ever get there. They keep saying stuff. Yes, no, yes, no. Maybe this is the fruition of it. Like, hey, we'll just put it in a movie. And, mm-hmm. and and we're not going to make a TV show out of it. But I think on this one, it actually makes... This this trailer, to me, makes the Vulture more relatable and, and, and gives him a little bit of purpose, or at least a little bit of background to why he is both against A, Iron Man, and B, Spider-Man in this one as yeah. well. Yeah, let, let's just hope Michael Keaton isn't uh, wasted in kind of a bland villain role. You know, you finally got this guy who's on the huge upswing in, upswing in his career you know has played superheroes before you know has been like oscar nominated maybe even oscar won for birdman i'm not 100 percent sure but i hope he can really kind of make an awesome villain so we don't have to worry so much about having all these crappy villains in the in the in the mcu but you know who knows if this is technically even going to stay in the mcu going forward right and that and that's that's brings to the next point because of this trailer because of CinemaCon going on this week a lot of people are out and about um, doing talks and talking around. And that's where a lot of this information comes from this week. The biggest question now is how long is a Spider-Man deal for, Mike? 
Um, uh-huh. The thing is, they say that there's at least a sequel to Homecoming. Even okay. Sony has announced it. I think they put it on the calendar for like 2019 or something like that. Um, but Marvel hasn't said anything. It was just Sony, so I, I don't believe them. Uh, and one of the things, and, and then this is the Amy Pascal, I believe the, the president of Sony said, one of the things I think is so amazing about this experience is that they don't have, that you don't have studios deciding to work together to make a film very often. In fact, it may never happen again after we do the sequel. <laughs> now, this is very early on. It may be very, very early on. Um, do you think the box office receipts from Spider-Man may change their tune? So, I don't know. There's a lot of things to think about here. So, I think when uh, these studios kind of make deals, I would think the character would at least be made in rules of three, you know. I think these actors want to have these bigger contracts. They don't want to have to worry about, you know, these disputes in the future. So, if they are going by the kind of this rule of three issue, you know, we got him in Civil War. You know, we've got the Homecoming and then the Homecoming sequel. So that kind of uh, wraps it up into three appearances of Spider-Man. Well, so. you have two Infinity Wars in between. Yeah, you know, that's true. So it's like, what what's going on there? I, I don't know. It's just we've talked about we've never really liked this mixed custody thing just because, you know, the parents fight. And, and we obviously like uh, we obviously like one parent over the other. Uh, so we want sole custody over at Marvel. And it's just like I feel like Sony's just trying to swing its big old dick around and we don't really want to see it. So it's just it's just annoying. You know, they're going to try to make that Venom movie. Hopefully it's good. I don't know. I don't think we need a standalone one. So maybe they're just hoping they can build up all these side characters and have them fleshed out by the time they kind of do a standalone Spider-Man movie on their own with Tom Holland. And maybe they'll just bring them all together like of like i guess avenger style if you want to say and then bring the sony standalone characters with the spider-man mixed custody character and try to make something good i don't know it's just how are you supposed to trust sony over there you know yeah no exactly i mean totally i think the thing with this is you know marvel usually signs it in, in things of six and that would mean infinity war one two civil war and then three spider-man movies um, and I think the box office receipts are going to make Sony feel a little different because what I did hear, and this was all rumor, I didn't put it down in the news, is Sony likes Spider-Man's or Sony likes Marvel's creative decisions and their workflow. I mean, how could you not really like they? they yeah, do I mean so they. Well. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the double-edged sword over there that they're known for is that they have the formula which cranks out these uh, these money-making movies, but also sometimes you happen to kind of start to see the formula on screen. So maybe they'll kind of find a way to tweak that in the future so we don't feel it. Uh, but yeah, I would think that if uh, Marvel's just like, hey, Sony, we went ahead and made a billion-dollar movie with your character that you couldn't manage to do, so how about you let us keep them? I mean, I always assume when they when they pen the deal that we we're going to get three standalone Spider-Man movies anyway just because trilogy is kind of the way of Hollywood. So I would kind of be okay if maybe the character is kind of pseudo-retired maybe after the trilogy because, you know, that'll take us into that'll take us easily into the next phase of Marvel and they can maybe think about other characters or something like that. But well, th- I just want to know if the, if the Sony deal is ever going to expire. Like, are they ever going to lose Spider-Man? Can they just perpetually use him forever? You know, is there like a limit on the deal? I just, I would like to know that. Well, I think it falls under like very, I think it's actually a poor... I think Sony is perpetual, and X Men is every seven years they have to make one, uh, or Fox is every seven years. Sony is perpetual, but Sony also said they don't like Marvel's spending habits, and I'm like, well, they are backed by Disney. 
Yeah, they, they're they're gonna they know what they're doing. They're gonna make your money back and then some. So um. yeah, it's like you gotta spend money to make money. And like Spider Man is the most proven property out there. I would say definitely for Marvel. I don't know if it necessarily tops the, the notoriety and namesake of a Batman or a Superman. But I mean, come on, your Spider Man movie is gonna make plenty of money when you have fucking Iron Man in the movie mm. too. So it's just like Sony, just just chill out, sit back raking the money and just go develop a different property go make a new movie or something you know go do something else that's not related to spider-man yeah exactly well exactly if they can give you robert if marvel can give you robert downey jr for a movie like just let them do what they want like yeah he doesn't he doesn't come cheap anymore sony i don't think you could afford robert downey jr yeah i don't think he i think he doesn't like your quality as well but (laughs) but just to wrap this all up the spider-man homecoming trailer the second trailer the reason we got so much iron man i think is this trailer is not for us uh, a lot of the common viewers, you know, the majority of the ticket buyers don't know where Spider-Man is anymore because of all the, I mean, it was 2014 the last time we saw him in a different universe. 2016, he was with Marvel. Nobody knows where Spider-Man is if you're a common viewer. But we're like, we're in the shit, so we know. But the common viewer doesn't know where Iron, uh, Spider-Man is or what he's doing or if he's going to get a good one. So by presenting them Iron Man and Tony Stark, something they're familiar with, something they know and trust... I think that's this this trailer was to help sell tickets to the common viewer, not us. So at the end of the day, you know, they gotta sell they gotta sell tickets, but I think Robert Downey Jr. is that hey, it's okay, people who don't know any better, we have Iron Man as well. Come watch our movie yep. with us. And so. and at the end of the day, I'm not watching any more Spider Man trailers. They've done ruined it for me. I, I'm gonna watch them and I'm I'm gonna love them because if, if you think that ruined it, you just ought to finish it out because nothing <laughs> nothing else gets 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 it's in there. So, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. CinemaCon news: Thor Ragnarok. God, I want a trailer for this so bad. Uh, oh yeah. So instead, we got a new image of from Thor Ragnarok. It's not a whole lot. It's not much, but it's as Thor and not his war paint running into some sort of battle or something. Uh, surprise, surprise! Thor's running into battle. Yep, exactly. With his short hair and his beard, and he just just in his war stuff i don't know he looks like he's having a good time like this is the thor movie we've all wanted so there's a new thor image from that if you want to see what he looks like i know a lot of people just like to look at thor that that's about it so i know my wife does there you go that that one's for her now we got some black panther stuff now last week we talked about a, a new image uh we got they were filming it on the car so this new uh, new image that was released um shows black panther riding on top of a car low profile through the streets of, it looks, yes, it looks it, to be Shanghai or, or some other... Yeah, and that is a point I kind of wanted to bring up. When we talked about the photos, I believe, last week of him on the car, uh, we were talking about... We thought maybe this movie was going to be isolated to... Um, uh, to his uh, homeland, Wakanda. So yeah, Wakanda. It was uh, escaping me. I was like, maybe I can get around not saying the name because I can't think of it right now. <laughs> but yeah, this does kind of look like a, an Asian city for sure. Uh, I want to say maybe. Japanese? I don't know. I'm just trying to determine these these uh, neon signs up there. They could even just be in like a Koreatown somewhere. I don't know. But basically, he is out of Wakanda, jumping on cars, uh, trying to get somebody. I don't know. But then the license plates do kind of look like classic American-style license plates. So I don't know what's going on here. I don't know where he is. But uh, he is on top of cars, looking like a cat, and he's going to mess up some fools. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I I don't know if his suit, suit is very stealthy, but we'll, we'll find out. Um but he's just right on cars, man. No one knows he's up there. Uh, but there were some new characters, not new characters announced. Characters were announced for the, the actresses. And um, 
I, I'm going to butcher this, and, and friend of the show, Quentin Parker, is going to tell me I'm wrong later, but uh, Dana Guerrera uh, plays Okoye. She is um, uh, one of the, the guards, I believe, and same way with Lupita Nyong'o, Nakia. They're, um, they're the little guards that, that Black Panther has that we saw in Civil War. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is playing Zuri, uh, an old friend of the Black Panther, and Letitia Wright is actually playing a character named Shuri, not to be confused with Zuri. Uh, Shuri is the sister of Black Panther. Uh, hey, you did you did really good on those names. You don't beat yourself up over there, well, but well, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to to be reminded that Forrest Whitaker's in the movie because I wanted more Forrest Whitaker in Rogue One. So I'm glad mm-hmm. we're getting more Forrest Whitaker in our other other nerdy stuff. Yeah, and Forrest and and speaking of Rogue One, it comes out Tuesday on uh, to own on physical copies if you hadn't already got it yet on digital. Um, right. I forgot. I kind of forgot about it. If I was going to be honest with you, so <laughs> so there's some Black Panther characters. Uh, you can look them up, read some about them. Uh, Shuri took on the Black Panther mantle for a while, so um, I don't think she'll take over the Black Panther suit. But at least we know she's in there. Uh-huh. Avengers: Infinity War gave us a new video this week, uh, and now we we don't know who thanos's generals are but i will tell you right now when i saw this video uh on twitter this man with this staff that staff is the staff of corvus glaive one of the black order of thanos from the infinity Mm -hmm. series so i assume they're going to be taking some of those infinity generals they're called the black order or um the coal obsidian is what they call themselves and i think thanos is going to be sending them out to get stuff and take people down and this staff is taken directly from that series so uh it was sweet sweet um affirmation to to see this going on here yeah i mean i don't know if that bodysuit has enough tracking points on it but i think they'll be able to make the cg guy pretty good yeah <laughs> apparently i mean he looks that that tracking ball on top of his head looks like he's supposed to be pretty tall as well so yeah um, I don't know. Uh, Corvus Glaive looks pretty good. You can see him in the comments there on that Twitter link as well. So um, that was that was pretty cool to see. Uh, and I'm really excited for Infinity War. Like the closer we get, the more and more I just want to see everything. So uh, Ant Man and the Wasp came up twice in the news this week, Mike. Uh, once I saw on your news feed, I believe we put it on um, Superhero Slate, uh, and once again here we have a Walt Disney Studios release schedule through 2019. Um, and this is actually a pretty busy schedule, I think. I, I think I'm going to see quite a few of these. I don't know about you. Uh, uh-huh. But um, Ant-Man and the Wasp has a new logo there in, in, uh, around summer of 2018, if you could tell there, right after Incredibles 2. Yeah, I can see it. So we get to see that. It looks like the Wasp has her own like yellow font. We don't know if that will stick. They never usually stick until they officially announce it. So there's, there's an Ant-Man and Wasp thing. And a bunch of other movies uh, throughout here. The untitled Han Solo film. Now that we know it's not just called Han Solo, the movie. And oh. um, Mary, Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got some movies it's, in there. It's it's quite a lineup we got here. But yeah, we, we know Disney and Marvel kind of like to do this, showing their uh, timeline of all their stuff going on. So... I don't know. We'll have to see. This is uh, they they're gonna be making tons of money off all these movies. That's all I can see. I can just see the dollar bills like falling from the ceiling. I I like how in twenty seventeen summer is an untitled fairy tale, but like that's this year. Like you need to announce what this movie's gonna be. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't really know. These dates ranges seem to be kind of 
weird the way they're placed it's kind of a weird timeline to look at but it's almost like don't look at the times necessarily but just look at the order of them i guess yeah well the dots kind of say like this is early summer this is late fall kind of deal yeah um but like you haven't announced it by some by like it's spring like we're around the corner from summer man get on that so uh-huh. uh but also Jer- the the uh director went on the stage say jeremy renner is not in ant-man and the wasp despite the rumors oh. Ooh, all right. Well, we'll see. Maybe they're just wanting to surprise us. You know, they, they're they listening to the podcast. They hear me saying that I want surprises back in my Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're, they're going to try to surprise me. Well, they'll just they'll just show it in the trailer, Mike. So <laughs> probably. You'll, well, maybe if Sony's cutting it. <laughs> um, so I think what this is, uh, Jeremy Renner said he's not going to be Mission Impossible 6 because of a Marvel movie. I think he's working on Infinity War all year and not Ant-Man and the Wasp. So um, I, I don't care. Whatever. Can he be in Mission Impossible 6? Can he? It doesn't bother me. They can go either way. I mean, pretty much every movie is getting filmed in Atlanta anyway, so maybe he can just get a couple hours to swing up on set. I don't know. To do a Wolverine-style ordering a beer in like a bar. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we can get him in there. <laughs> uh, if they even need him. I think just just move on. Uh, Inhumans, uh, we got a new photo from this week showing Medusa's alternative look. Um, if you take a look through these photos here, you notice she kind of has like a buzzed hairstyle going on here. And that's funny because she's known for having very long hair, right, Mike? That, uh-huh. That's what you know. But if you look at the second thing here from Inhumans Volume 2, you can see her hair gets kind of cut off in that into the buzz cut kind of look. So I think they're still going to follow that series that I've been telling everyone they're going to follow from from the, the late 90s. So. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my sister-in-law just started reading the series last night or this morning, actually. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what she thinks of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm still excited. I'm still looking forward to Inhumans. They're filming. They're going full force at it out there in Hawaii. So I think, I think we need to get a job at that Marvel studio, Mike. Just, (laughs) yeah, I think I'd like to be out there. Yeah, I I agree. So that's, that's our Inhumans news for the week. We got to have one, at least one. So that's it. There you go. Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series video game, got a trailer, its first official trailer this week. We took a look at it. Um, it looks fun. I, I, I don't know any... I've never played these Telltale games, but I actually I really want to play this one. It looks entertaining. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean it, just, it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy. It seems like their, their main bad guy is going to be Thanos. So if you're, if you're chomping at the bit to get a little bit more Thanos in your life sooner, uh, I guess pick up this game. Yes, Thanos is there. Um, uh, uh, Brian of Comic UI, who who runs that with me, he mentioned you know, this sounds like he's like this seems like my kind of game. It's a about being in space, but there's a like a ten second bit about them being in an elevator in space. <laughs> so um, I thought that was a pretty good pretty good reference. So the humor is there, the characters are there. Thanos looks pretty good. He looks like he's you know gonna fight him and, and so on and so forth. So um, and like I said, the first image I sent over to you, he has a glowing hand. Which is more than we can say for Iron Fist. So uh, we, we got that going on. And the release is April 18th. So you can play, I think, the first episode at least uh, before uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 comes out. Which they're not related. They're not related at all. Don't don't think they are. <laughs> uh, I actually have never seen Wreck-It Ralph, Mike. Have you? What? Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen Wreck-It Ralph? I know. Man. I got it for I'm free surprised. from Disney and I still haven't watched it yet. Man, you gotta watch it. It's good. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun flick. You know, they 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 have a lot of video game references. It's just it's just a good movie. Like so, there's a there's a reason to be excited that they're making a sequel. Yes, and they officially announced a sequel for it called Ralph Breaks the Internet: Wreck It Ralph Two. 
And the teaser for it is essentially them uh, loading an app on a phone. So it looks like he's going to be delving into phone app land and uh, dealing with the online games and stuff yeah, like that. Something something tells me that Wreck-It Ralph is going to be more successful with this uh, internet app-based movie than the Emoji movie is going to be. So uh, if, you, if you had to see one app-based movie coming up, I would probably say save your money for Wreck-It Ralph. But uh, uh, maybe going forward, you're going to have more app-based movie options. I don't know. It's kind of re- ridiculous, but I think, it, I think it'll be good. I, I trust them over there. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only heard good things about the first one. I just never sat down mm-hmm. to watch it. So uh, there we go. We got that coming out. Uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets got a new trailer this week as well. Ooh, and it looks slick. Uh, I, I've still yet to watch this trailer because I went to the movies and I thought they would show this in the theater this week. They only showed the original one. Uh, so I haven't got to sit down and watch this one yet. But um, it makes me want to watch The Fifth Element right now uh, because it looks very Fifth Elementy. Um, yeah, you, there's a you get a lot of vibes when you watch this new trailer specifically because you get to see a lot of more of the kind of character alien uh, uh, character designs that they throw up on screen. So you you kind of start to get the Avatar type of vibe with maybe how the aliens look, but also you get the Fifth Element vibe because it's from the same type of uh, I believe the same director, same writer, writer and director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember how it laid out there but also i do kind of get this scary vibe a little bit i have nothing to base this off of except for just a gut feeling that this start is starting to feel a little john carter-ish to me and in, in not uh, the good way so i think there's a lot of defenders out there for the john carter movie when it comes to the quality of the film so i can't speak to that but i don't know box office wise i feel like that this could absolutely just tank and just cost the studio a lot of money. I hope it doesn't. I sincerely hope it doesn't because it looks really fun. But, you know, you kind of got this uh, this kind of relatively unknown property. You know, uh, you know, John Carter was like an like an old classic sci-fi book. But, yeah, I wouldn't say it, it was the general populace even knew what it was. So I, I kind of hope it I kind of hope it doesn't end up going that way because it looks like this could be a fun like kind of series. Uh, to see out there, so I think hopefully uh, it, it stays strong. It suffers from a uh, horrible title, I think. Um, there's no easy way to say, I want to see Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, mm-hmm. They, they should have shortened it down a little bit somehow, uh, but I definitely... Well, I, I think it's funny that you say that, though, because that was one of the criticisms of the John Carter movie. They're just like, who wants to go see a movie named John Carter? They should have kept it the original name, which was, uh, I think, John Carter of Mars or John mm. Carter from Mars or whatever. But a lot of people were saying if you would have left Mars in the title, it would have gone over better. So I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this. Mostly because, I mean, the last two superhero movies we saw the leads in, Dane DeHaan and I forget her name. Um, uh, Kara DeLevine, I believe. Um, she was in Suicide Squad as the Enchantress. And he was in Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 as the Green Goblin. So um, they both left bad taste in our mouths for their last comic book movies. So hopefully <laughs> this one's a little better. And they look awesome. They look like they're having fun in it. So I, I'm definitely uh, you got. I'm on board to watch this this summer, Mike. Are you? Oh yeah, I think this is gonna hopefully go the route of uh, uh, Kingsman, where we're just gonna be pleasantly surprised. Yes, and I believe it's uh, late July for us. So um, I think I think we've got a pretty pretty big gap in there. We can sit down and watch it. So count count yes. me in for sure. 
Uh, speaking of, we were talking about Spider-Man earlier in the Venom movie, Mike. Uh, we talked about mm-hmm. this last week. Uh, Adi Shankar, who did the Truth in Journalism, uh, is on the radar to actually direct this movie. Oh man, I feel so smart that I brought this up last week because I was like, if there's any way that they might do justice to this, is maybe they take their kind of inspiration from that Truth in Journalism short, which you can check out our show notes from episode 114 if you're looking for that trailer. Uh, but yeah, if they can kind of maybe hit that vibe and just tell a really good character-driven story that just happens to be Venom, maybe, maybe they can make me happy, but we all know I'm not happy with Sony and uh, the Spider-Man property, so it's not like I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt at all. Yeah, oh yeah, A.V. Arid, who is like the producer of this, is shit. Like, I, I wish he would <laughs> just like disappear forever so um uh I, it, but if they bring this guy in i mean i don't know maybe i don't know what he can do on a budget and with this like the studio restricting them i feel like there might be some headbutting so to speak um uh, but um, whatever if it's gonna happen like get us something good get us someone who can do the best they can do with what they've been given uh and, and maybe work inside a smaller box so i'm okay with that it's all right my book uh, and speaking of more Sony films, Black Cat Silver Sable movie has been fast tracked and may start filming this year. Mike, they yeah. want to crank this out. Uh, I might have to, I don't know, maybe skip these movies on principle or try to find a way to see them for free. Uh, I don't know. Sony just needs to prove to me that they can make a decent uh, Spider-Man flick because the last decent one we saw was uh, Spider-Man Two, <laughs> so they've uh, they got a little bit of work to do. Yeah, them they they're not known for for doing good things, so to speak. Um, I believe I can't I can't say this for sure. I think it I think it was um, the Ghost Rider movies were done kind of by Sony, I think, or like Columbia, which I think is owned by Sony, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it wouldn't surprise me, Chris. Yeah. So, well, the, the point I'm making here is you go to one movie that you want to see, and then you hop over to the other one, Mike, when no one's looking. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So, I think I think this Black Cat Silver Sable movie is worth a movie hop or two, if, <laughs> if you can. Um, because, I mean, no one's asking for it. I don't know if anyone wants to see it. Um, but Well, it's just cl- it's just, it's just classic riding the other people's coattails. Uh, I mean, I... You know, Venom is going to be rated R because Deadpool's rated R and made a bunch of money, and Logan was rated R and make a, made a bunch of money. So we're going to go ahead and make our Venom movie rated R just because it's uh, fancy. And then I honestly, I feel like they're just making the Black Cat Silver Sable movie because, like, oh well, the Wonder Woman movie is coming out, and they're going to get all that buzz for being a female superhero. Then Captain Marvel's coming out, and they want that female superhero buzz, so we want that female superhero buzz either. I don't feel like they're doing it because they think. The, they need female superheroes on screen and they deserve their time to shine, which they absolutely do. I feel like they're just doing it to, to just chase the chase the fad or whatever's going out there. So they're not doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's no reason. Like, they haven't announced who or why or what uh, this is for. They just had the characters and they're like, okay, we need to use them or we're mm-hmm. going to lose them probably. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see good female-led superhero movies, Mike. And that brings us into our next point. The Batgirl movie that was announced this ooh, week. Oh, ooh, ooh, boy. To everyone's surprise. So, the, it's not just a Batgirl solo movie. It's a Batgirl solo movie with Joss Whedon directing, writing, and producing this movie. Oh, that is what you wanted to hear over there at the Warner Brothers lot. 
So uh, the last we've kind of heard about Joss Whedon in the superhero universe was Age of Ultron, and I think some people wish that movie could have gone better, but I think from what we've heard from the set is he was just tasked with way too much. He had to make so much happen in that movie when I think at the end of the day, Josh just wanted to make a good movie, but he had to service so many other things, so that is very unfortunate. Um, so hopefully maybe when he has just a standalone character and a standalone movie, he can do what Joss Whedon does best, which is just, just make awesome, uh, entertaining uh, stuff. So I uh, all I'm hoping is by the time he gets around to making this Batgirl movie, the Warner Brothers universe still exists and is maybe halfway decent, uh, you know, because wasn't he, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he want to make the Wonder Woman movie? Wasn't he kind of circling that uh, directing role or writing role or something at some point in time? Uh, someone's mentioned his name probably at some point in time. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a, a, a Google uh, search out there that if you searched his name, there'd probably be some combination out there. But I think it's kind of cool. I, I don't think people are saying like, oh, he's like a traitor or something going over the Warner Brothers. Just like jo- Joss Whedon's like a, like just a, a nerd, just like all of us. I mean, like you don't say no to making like a Batgirl movie. That's like super cool. Like let him make a Batgirl movie. That's awesome. Like, you know, I'm sure everybody likes reading both sides of uh, the comic book universe. So just let him make his Batgirl movie and I'm sure it'll be good. So, yeah, I don't think there needs to be any sort of, like, tribal shit going on here. So uh, uh, we love Joss Whedon because uh, the Avengers, that first one, just has a special place in my heart, and I and I thank Joss for that. Yeah, so I, I, I agree that he will if he will do good work if this goes through. Now, DC is taking a shotgun approach to everything. Um, <laughs> yes. Now, again, if, if Mike can get mad at Sony, I can get mad at DC for this because... Oh. They have not made anything that has made me feel confident in them one bit, even if they add Joss Whedon as a director. Um, uh-huh. They could bring over the Russo brothers, and I'd still be scared that we wouldn't get anything great. Because I think there's too much studio interference still. Um, again, it may change. We may be at something different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want something that's going to knock us out of the park. Nothing. I don't even think Justice League will knock me out of the park. I'm excited for it, but it's not going to change my world. Uh, yeah, I, we just need something fresh. You know, we we talked uh, about a while ago how they had that executive shakeup over there at Warner Brothers when it came to these DC movies. And we don't really get a clean break from all of that old old stuff with Wonder Woman because that was in production before that happened. And then even if you kind of look at Justice League, you still you're still getting Zack Snyder and the same group of people that made Batman and Superman. So it's just kind of like we we need to like what's the movie after Justice League? Like that's kind of where almost you have to maybe measure all of this new change. So hopefully something good happens there. But yeah, well, I'm I don't know. <laughs> that, that's Aquaman thirteen months later. As we talked about last week as well, so which mm-hmm. is not which is not a good sign, because like I don't know if you're going to build a universe, you got to do something with them, and yeah, you gotta you gotta build it. <laughs> now this character they have said will follow probably follows the new Fifty Two version of Batgirl who has uh-huh. regained her mobility after being kind of crippled at, by the Joker um, in the Killing Joke, and she's uh-huh. back on the streets doing justice, so she can exist in this world. It's not a brand new character like that they have to build up like per se she will already have a background that they can explore as they tell the story so this Batgirl can fit in there but this project has been conceived within the last month they think um so that just means don't expect it to be in production until probably next year 
um, putting it on like a 2019 release date kind of kind of thing. Man, I, I just hope they can lock down Joss, but uh, I could only think about what could have been. Maybe if they would have got him sooner, I don't know. Right, it's 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 one of those things. Like, yes, let's get excited, but at the same time, hold on. DC actually needs to deliver on these 14 movies they say they're making. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because again, we've got Shazam and the the Shazam like spinoff movie. We've got um, this Batgirl. They've got a supposed Nightwing movie in production. Let's just get something from them before we we get too excited and just get our hearts broken yet again. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to peg this one with cautious optimism, and and go from there. But uh, if you guys are interested in learning maybe about what Batgirl this could be about, the new Fifty Two version um, is probably where you should start and and maybe read up on her. So. Uh, pick up those books. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. Deadpool 2 got some bad news this week as well. Brad Pitt will not be Cable, despite how much we wanted wah, him to be. Wah, 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 wah. I mean, obviously he got close, so it's not mm-hmm. like it was just a, a flash pan rumor. Uh, they, they made concept art of him. They paid someone to do that. So uh, I think what I read was it, he wanted to do it and he was interested in it, but um, scheduling conflicts... So, uh, that, that is, that is unfortunate, isn't it? Like, like, you know, it just comes down to schedule, whether like a movie is just amazing or not sometimes. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, I was really looking forward to it to have someone that, like the caliber of Brad Pitt in it, because I think maybe they could have made some funny, like uh, fourth wall breaking jokes there. But, um, but maybe if they have that runner up, uh, you know, uh, Zod coming in playing cable, maybe they can make some jokes there. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, we don't know who's kind of be up again. We talked about Michael. Shannon being there, yeah, but Brad Pitt he did walk. I mean, it walked away amicably. He had a scheduling conflict, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like, oh god, I hate you guys, you're awful. Uh, you know, Brad Pitt is is a busy man in Hollywood. Um, yeah, and, and and you know he he's he's got he's got to have some weekends with those kids of his occasionally. So uh, I, yeah, it's sad he's not going to be in there. But when everything was going to shit for me this week, I did turn on Deadpool, and that made me feel better about life. So. Oh, I did. I did enjoy watching watching the original Deadpool again at work while with the volume turned very very low, so they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> um. So so there's that. Did you finish Legion this week, Mike? That's my question for uh, you. Well, I'm kind of preparing myself uh, to binge watch it just because uh, I've been kind of told maybe it's something cool to like uh, watch one after another. So it's just like, well, there's only going to be like ten episodes, so I'm just going to save them up and watch them, but. I've been kind of like uh, getting some feelers out there from people, and they say that this the show really ramps up and goes to some pretty crazy places later in the season. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, well, lucky for you, it's only eight episodes, and it, it, oh, well, there you go. It wrapped up this week, and um, I, I agree. I think it, it does. Like it starts off weird, like but you got you have to actively watch this show. Because when you're dealing with someone, like it's like it's like watching Fight Club. If you don't pay attention, uh-huh. you're not gonna know what's ha- happening later, uh, kind of thing. Because because you know it's Legion. He's mental. He's got issues in his head. So it's all there. It's it's very fun. Um, I really enjoyed um, Aubrey Plaza in it. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, and you know, there's some great things that you're gonna get in there. Uh, to me, if they were to make a show based on the century, this is a show I would base it on. Because Ooh, I mean that would make sense. You kind of got that mental kind of angle. It does, and a lot of it's in there. And as I was talking with uh, Brian of Comic UI, we're both Century fans. Like I'm like, this is exactly what the Century would need if he was to get a TV show or a movie. And 
Um, and, and we know Legion's been done for a second season, and I'm really excited to see more of it. Like, just it's just fantastic. It's just on point, Mike. I want to hear more when you watch it. So let me know awesome. when you get I it done. Will, yeah, I'll let you know. So cool. Bad news for the Dark Tower people. Um, it has been moved back a week from July to August, August 4th of this summer, to make room for the Emoji movie. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Like, Yeah, we just can't we can't get away from it. I guess Sony Pictures is just crossing their fingers, hoping that Emoji movie is going to make a ton of freaking money. But, uh, yeah, I believe Dark Tower is Colombian, which is you know, associated with Sony, so they're kind of looking out for each other there. Um, well, we were just talking at the end of July, we were going to get a Val- Valyrian, so I think we're going to be busy seeing that movie and not the Emoji movie. You know, I think if we see the Emoji movie, it'll be around the same route of how we watched Pixels back in the day, <laughs> pirated for free, because I don't want to give the Emojis any money. So, uh, whew. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think we should pick one bad movie a year that we just totally are going to hate and rip on and just do that. that that's it for the year. Uh, I, hell, I might even call you in the middle of the screening. Maybe we can sync up our screenings and just talk the way through it because no one else <laughs> is really be paying people. attention. Um, but, yeah, so Dark Tower, Sony just wants to piss off genre, everyone in every genre. So um, if the Moji movie doesn't succeed, maybe they'll sell Maybe they'll sell their, their pictures, Sony Pictures brand. So, um <laughs> The Dark Tower, hopefully they can steal some of that audience from the Emoji movie. Um, yeah, I mean, but but speaking of the Dark Tower, uh, maybe uh, Stephen King is going to kind of get a resurgence on the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that It trailer came out this week, uh, which seemed pretty crazy, seemed pretty creepy. You know, maybe the Dark Tower will be able to kind of uh, bring back some uh, box office money on that end. So maybe, maybe all these crappy Stephen King uh, movies that we've gotten in the past will kind of uh, be remade to something good. Oh, it's not the IT. Uh, it, it's the it. It's it, not IT. Yeah, oh man, that, exactly. that, that makes the trailer that much more better for me. And once I realized, I, I was <laughs> I was waiting for him to solve like technical problems down in the oh, sewer. Oh man, if that fo- if that Photoshop isn't out there already, I might make it where Moss is just down there in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> he does have like a clown fro kind of going on. That's that's it. That that's that's our that's our joke for the week, Mike. We got it. We nailed it. Did you watch the War for the Planet of the Apes trailer? We got a new one this week. I did, and it is uh, it looks cool. I mean, if you like the other Apes movies, this will get you excited. Uh, there's not a whole lot standing out here. You just get kind of more awesome apeness. Uh, you get to see a little of Woody Harrelson, uh, like actually having like one-on-one conversations with Caesar. You know, it looks like they may trying to strike a deal. Not really. Uh, the apes seem to be communicating a little bit more. You, you, it's kind of cool. You, you, they've been really uh, restrained and showing the progression of these apes, like kind of rising and becoming what they, you know, kind of what we know from the past that they end up being is basically as big and tall and stand up as humans and talk just as fluently. So we kind of get to see that progress a little bit in this trailer too. So I mean, I'm looking forward to this movie. I liked all the other ones, so they're doing a good job over there with these. Oh yeah, I mean, I actually uh, again confession time. I've not seen the other two, uh, <laughs> so, but I like. I feel like maybe like is it if this is the final one? Maybe I can sit down and and, and watch it. Like watch all I, three. I of think them? that I don't think there's a. I think there's one more after this. If I if I remember correctly, but so you'll have a bit of a weekend uh, watching uh, apes on screen. But it, it's it's fun. They're they're a worthwhile watch. You're not gonna be like just uh, regretting it. Do they have any beverages like the ecto cooler that I could be <laughs> we could drink while we, we watch? No, this? I don't. I don't, th- I don't think there's a whole lot of product placement in this ape post-apocalyptic world. So oh. I don't know. Maybe like a Gillette razor. I don't know because uh, Woody Harrelson's like shaving his head or something. But yep, nothing there. 
there. <laughs> Damn the luck. At least I tried. Uh, so, okay, well, well, we'll go with that. Instead, I watched the Mummy trailer, the new one today. Um, I don't, uh-huh. and you, you watched it right before the show started, I believe. Um, is, is Tom Cruise magical in this? Uh, it definitely is not the, or just a solid remake of the Brandon Fraser movie that we see. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. The, yeah, we, uh, we, we were trying to discuss before we started recording today, like, does he have, like, some sort of power that, is he gonna be like Van Helsing, but Van Helsing doesn't really have powers? Is he gonna be like the Wolfman? But this seems kind of a weird way to morph Tom Cruise into the Wolfman, so... Uh, it seems like Tom Cruise is going to be like the thread that maybe pulls all these universal monster movies together, mm-hmm. possibly. So, uh, yeah, we don't really know what he's doing there. If, I, but I, I feel like he's going to end up being some sort of like uh, basically a copyrighted character at some point in time or like free range character. I, I don't know. See, I am of the other opinion. Russell Crowe is playing uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I think he's the thread. I think he's the crossover character. Uh, You're going to put all that on Russell Crowe, man? Look, <laughs> he's going to put it all on himself, man. He's just making movies, singing songs, and fighting around the world. Uh, <laughs> and apparently he, he fights Tom Cruise in this at some point. So um, I I, I want to see, like, I don't want to see The Mummy, but I want to see The Mummy. It's like one of those, hey, we, we, we didn't get a Mission Impossible this year, so let's go watch Mission Impossible The Mummy version. Because uh, all this stuff is like Tom Cruise in a plane, he's dead, he comes back to life. Yeah, the mummy. Honestly, it looks like X Men Apocalypse. If I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is just me getting older and just being becoming more cynical, or maybe I'm just more cynical this week. But the the trailer just I did I didn't see anything I hadn't seen before. You know, you just kind of mash up like you said, like an apocalypse movie with a mummy movie, and you you kind of get stuff along the lines. They tried to like set up like a scare moment in the trailer where they're underwater and someone comes up behind them like yeah, that you know that doesn't really affect you <laughs> especially after watching that it trailer you know everybody's floating over there so um, I, I don't know we'll just we'll have to like I say all the time wait and see yeah I mean this might be one of those popcorn movies that I go watch on a, like a matinee and just like chill out. Because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the first two Brandon Fraser ones. I'm not gonna lie. So, oh well. But that ties back to this whole Universal monster thing. And they've actually finally hired someone to write Creature from the Black Lagoon. I did not think we would ever get a remake of this movie, <laughs> ever see it again. But they've hired Will Beale, who wrote Aquaman, to write this. So we're gonna get Aquaman. In the Black Lagoon, sounds like. Um, he's just he's he's uh, been pinned as the uh, you're the water you're the water writer, right? You know how to write around swamps and oceans. And it's just like no, I can write anything. Nope, you're the water writer. Yeah, can, can, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you for the Water World sequel. <laughs> can you go through your Aquaman script and change every eight words so it's not plagiarism and and submit yeah. that to us because that's what we need for this. Do a find and replace. Just just swap out Aquaman for uh, a creature, and we're all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of the sea, it's the Black Lagoon, and um, he's not fighting his friend Batman, but you know, um, Ratman or something like that. I, I don't know. I have no you're pulling fa- at straws. You're pulling at straws. I have no it. faith. They're pulling at straws, giving me a black creature from the Black Lagoon movie in like 2017, <laughs> Mike. Okay, we've moved beyond Black Lagoons, so. Oh, well. Star Trek Discovery added a classic uh, Star Trek character this week. Uh, uh-huh. Rain Wilson, of the Office fame, has been cast as original series character Harry Mudd, 
who was a villain yeah. in the original ones, if I believe. Do you do you think uh, Star Trek Discovery is going to be enough for you to get that premium CW streaming app? Is that going to get oh. you off your couch? <laughs> CBS, not CW. Oh. Um, oh well, you know what I meant. I did know it's what all you mean. the same to me. Like it's it, all the same to me. Yeah, no, it, it's not. I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna <laughs> watch a Star Trek TV show, Mike. I've never, I've never seen one all the way through that I remember. Um, I think growing up on my rabbit ears and my my TV in my room, like occasionally it would be on uh, the mm-hmm. the next generation, but I didn't watch any of it. Like I never, I never got into Star Trek. So yeah. I don't think I don't think Rain Wilson um, with his beat spares or Battlestar Galactica will be enough to to bring me into the show. <laughs> yeah, he's in the wrong franchise. Yeah, he, he close enough, close enough to him. <laughs> Lastly, uh, I ended up seeing Ghost in the Shell this weekend. Mike ended up seeing Ghost in the Shell this weekend. We don't think it's worth your time for a full spoiler cast. So guess what? We're going to do it right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, and we saved it here for the end of the show. So if you if you don't want to have this movie spoiled for you, you know, just go ahead and uh, just head on over to superheroslate.com. You know, that's the best place to find all the all the places that we host the show. But yeah, we're just gonna get into this Ghost in the Shell. Uh, we both kind of just saw it. Uh, I, I don't want to say necessarily on a whim, but we weren't really planning on it. So uh, what what did you think, Chris? I don't. I have not gotten your opinion on it. So have you seen the original, Mike? That's that's my first question for you. <laughs> Yes, I have. I have not seen the original, and I will tell you what, this movie feels like it was made in the 1980s, um, <laughs> story-wise, because I guess the whole thing with me is, like, three things bothered me. I, I did not have a bad time, but the pacing made me bored. I was very mm-hmm. bored, because, A, they're in this world where you can put a brain into a robot's body, but nobody has GPS. <laughs> uh, not a single person has GPS, just like the 80s would have been. Um, the second thing is the final boss is an iron spider. Ironically, the title of this episode, uh, I didn't even think <laughs> that through. I don't know where this iron spider came from. Like, why did we not see this earlier in the show, I guess? Um, mm-hmm. uh, or the movie and, and so on and so forth. But I just felt like my, my third problem, again, is the pacing because I'm like, there's really not a lot going on here. There's little bursts of action every once in a while, but it's mostly like a spy thriller kind of thing still with a robot body. Mm-hmm. So at, yeah. at the end of the day, it's middle of the road for me. I didn't hate it, but I'm not going to say everyone should rush out and see it unless you love the original. Uh, I mean, I think the best way to say is it is it's extremely mediocre. This movie is just it's not going to thrill the people that love the source material and it's not going to thrill the people that even just kind of casually like to go watch movies. You know, you don't you're not going to necessarily feel like you wasted your money, but you might be a little peeved if you paid like twenty two dollars for like the 3D IMAX experience or whatever I did. it was playing in. I did. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was able to get like a matinee price for like eight bucks or something like that. That. So uh, I, I felt a little better with that price. So the coolest part about the original movie, the original anime that I believe came out in 95, is the visuals is what really sticks with you after time. You know, I saw this when I was uh, a bit younger, like, you know, back when uh, anime was everything to me back when I was a kid. And that stuff really sticks with you. There's kind of just crazy over-the-top violence, you know, with kind of like robots getting dismantled and destroyed, stuff that looks like blood that isn't blood, stuff that is blood with human characters. Uh, you know, you have like these this crazy kind of cyberpunk world that kind of has a little bit more hardware in it. Like this movie didn't really have a whole lot of hardware. It felt like everything felt neat and polished. You know, back in 95 when they made it, you know, they had like they had stuff that could, 
they could kind of like put on, you know, kind of like cool headsets and things like that. Um, there was kind of more tech in it, more like mechs and stuff. Like that spider tank at the very end, like that is the coolest part about Ghost in the Shell, at least to me, is these like spider tank things. Like if you go on to kind of watch the uh, anime series that they developed later on, I think there's a couple different animated series, uh, but I'm not 100% sure. But those are a little bit more prominent in those. And those spider tanks are like so rad. Some of them are AI and they have like personalities and stuff like that. And some of them you can actually get in and like pilot them. So uh, those those spider tanks are really, really cool. So it, I was kind of mad that we only got one at the very end. I was kind of hoping for more. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the, the anime just has lots of really awesome style in it. And they actually tried to one-to-one recreate scenes, scenes from the anime in real life. And it's just not as impressive. Like that, uh, that scene where she's invisible fighting that guy in the really shallow water almost looks identical to how it looks in the anime but it's just not as impressive because you just don't have the flourish and the excitement and the style when it's not in that animated drawn finesse so you you just kind of lose all of that the fun visuals when you go that way and then uh uh, scarlett johansson's character was just uh boring you know she kind of played this character who had her memories kind of rewritten Mm -hmm. so she never really had a strong personality so you never really cared about her through the whole movie And uh, the biggest thing I wanted to hit on is I can't decide if it's insanely clever or the biggest kick in the nuts that you make that brain for Scarlett Johansson's like shell actually come from an Asian person because like the biggest controversy in this movie was that it was whitewashing it. But then the actual character that the brain came from was supposed to be uh, an Asian actress. So it's just like they never really hit on like why they put her in a white shell and mm-hmm. why she wanted to stick in it. You know, it seemed like, hey, if your brain could just be transferred, maybe put me in a shell that kind of looks more like my original self. So I don't know if that was just the biggest insult ever. Just like, hey, guess what? You know, we, I know you guys were mad out there that we didn't hire an Asian actress. So we're just going to say that the brain was indeed from an Asian actress. So she's Asian on the inside. Trust us, she's Asian on the inside. So, um, or I can't tell if it was just really clever that or they're just like, oh, crap. Well, they're going to cast a white actress, Scarlett Johansson, because it's the only way this movie is going to get made in the U.S. So let's just go ahead and write a clever way to maybe kind of stick it to the studio that, oh, maybe it should have been an Asian person. So I don't know which way it's supposed to go. I don't know if I'm supposed to be hate it more or love it more. I don't, I don't know, but... I think Scarlett Johansson was kind of either wasted in the role or they just should have made that character more interesting because you got a little bit more human performance from Bato, the guy with the uh, robot eyes. He was he was more fleshed out and he had more emotional connection to like these street dogs and stuff like that. So you cared a little bit more about him. You never really cared about Scarlett Johansson's character. but mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I, I mean, it, to me, I mean, it felt like it was written like that because there was, it was too conveniently played, like a lot of pieces tied to that. But, I I mean, they didn't touch on that either. Like, why? I hate that they kept saying, well, this is your ghost. No, it's not really your ghost. Like, it's your brain and a robot. But they kept calling them ghosts and shells. I'm like, I get it. They said the name of the movie like eight times. And and it's only like 20 minutes in. Yeah, and now I'm not 100% sure because it has been a while since I've seen any uh, Ghost in a Shell properties before this. But 
I believe the original source material wasn't tied to brains. I don't think so. Because at least I remember when I watched the animated series, like the major died like all the time. Like her body got smashed up and blown up and all the time. And she would just like re-upload to like a new shell or something. I'm not 100% sure if that's true. So I don't know if that brain thing was even necessary. But I like the bad guy. I thought he was kind of cool. They did an interesting like voice modulation oh. on him where he kind of sound like a, a speaking spell. So kind of you mean you mean the the failed experiment, not the actual bad guy. No, 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 no. The uh, the the failed experiment. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of cool, and I actually did kind of care about him a little bit because he did seem like a character like that was tormented and just trying to get revenge and trying. But like his other motivation of uh, being like. Uh, ascended into the internet or something mm-hmm. was kind of weird. I didn't really understand that. He kind of seemed he kind of seemed to have hated what he became. So I kind of expected maybe his character would just kind of want to kill everybody, then kill himself, not just like boot himself to the internet. So I don't know. Very mediocre movie. I hope they don't make a sequel. I don't think they're going to because I think box office wise, it's not doing very well the, up against like baby boss. The boss and stuff baby like that. is beating it right now. Like I don't. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't just an overall mess because I think there's a lot of awesome anime stories out there that could use the um, bo- the summer box office uh, treatment, but I hope they do a better better job next time. Yeah, so, I mean, the um, I think the other... There was a sequel film, I think Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, I think it was called. Uh, I remember always seeing it, but I've never watched it. Like, to me... Uh, it doesn't need a sequel unless like it's it's action packed because this is so like it was so in between action wise like visually it looked great sure it's all style no substance whatsoever if I was oh, to say it. it even from a story point of view I guess the last thing I will say is literally the major doesn't grow at all as a character like the first time we see her she's jumping off of a building uh, to like kill a bunch of people and like some sort of a. Uh, uh, police operation and at the very end of the movie she's doing the exact same thing like she she didn't arc as a character at all so like I don't even understand what's going on with her so yeah very mediocre I wouldn't recommend this movie I think if you could like maybe catch it for free like streaming for something yeah. you know if you're already paying for like Netflix or Amazon you know maybe pop it on but eh. yeah it, it's I had more fun at Power Rangers if I was to compare two movies that are out <laughs> right now I had a much better time at Power Rangers uh, this one oh, it, that... it takes itself too seriously yeah, it's a sad state of the world we're in when the Power Rangers reboot does better than the uh, Ghost in the Shell remake. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend Ghost in the Shell to to anybody. I'm still trying to remember parts of it. It's it like I went to the bathroom and it, yeah, that's that's my tell. Did, did I go Are you to telling me you don't remember the awesome hacking scene where she hacks the Geisha bot and it's like she's in a dream? Because that's how robots work, right? I, I will tell you what. <laughs> they, well, I mean, that's it, it could in this future. Mike, it could in this future, because you got unauthorized deep dives or, or something like that. <laughs> uh, but I do remember, like, there were a couple jump scares that might have gotten me, I think. Um, but, like, not a whole, like, not a huge jump scare, but they did throw the jump scares in there at you to do stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. Re- uh, Rental, if you really have to see it, Redbox it. Uh, don't, don't pay full price to own it. This doesn't belong on your shelf, so... Um, that's a good way to put it yeah so that's the news for this week mike we made it a little little bit of a longer show but you got a mini spoiler cast from us so um i I think it was a good time so if people want to find out what else you're doing mike maybe maybe how you're getting these cheap matinee price tickets like where can (laughs) they find that at 
Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if maybe if the vile bastard wants to come forward that destroyed your drone, where can he reach out to you? Oh, please. Uh, or she, or she. It could have been a woman. It could have. I'm not trying to be sexist here. Anyone can be an asshole. <laughs> every, every, anyone can be an asshole. You are correct. So you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Um, if I get another one, I will I'll keep you guys posted. It's kind of, it's like, I'm just too bummed. It's like still too close to home. I'm like, I don't want to rush out and get a new one because I'm like, I'm worried. Uh, so there's that. And then um, you can find, I read me on Comic UI or, or some other podcasts, uh, Film Side Chats. Uh, it is now April. Uh, this is C2E2 month, Mike. Uh, if people have anything they want me to do or like anyone they want me to go talk to or interview, let me know ahead of time. Uh, I'm really excited to. Uh, reach out and, and just have a good time there so if anyone's going there let me know as well because uh it, it's it's getting close and i i found out how much stanley autographs were mike guess how much a stanley john hancock is uh i'm gonna assume it's more than i think it is <laughs> well what do you think it is uh let's go ahead and say 20 bucks a hundred dollars a pop for that Woo! old man's Man. signature so i was gonna go get my inhumans book signed but I don't think I'm going to anymore. So, uh, hope, hopefully they'll show up. So, anyways, people want to find us uh, um, Superhero Slate. They made it this far. Where can they find us at, Mike? Uh, what are the usual locations, if you will? Well, they can find us at SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show. We are on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. And you can follow us on Instagram. And if you want to pick up a Superhero Slate shirt, you can pick that up at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a, a review wherever you listen to it. Maybe dropping us a, a like or a comment. We love interacting with you guys out there. And uh, if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. And we will be here every week. That is it, Chris. We are done. We are done. We made it. Yay. And also, fun fact, I was doing this this week. If you have the new 10.3 iOS, you can send our podcast in messages to someone else, and they can just listen to it in their message app. So, Ooh, that is the best way to be a super fan. That is, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So uh, look for changes in that podcast stuff, and I guess we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Oh man, you're so depressed. I got I got to hear about it. <laughs>